Welcome to the Vital Health Podcast. I'm Jodie Duval and I'm a functional naturopath in Perth, WA. This is a place where you can expand your knowledge on how to optimise your health and realise your full potential. We'll have cutting-edge information with expert guests and having lots of fun along the way. Get ready to be empowered and motivated to reach your higher vitality and find your ultimate potential. Let's go! All right. Hi, everyone. So today I've got Hannah Moss here with me. And Hannah is a writing coach from Perth, Western Australia. And she has a a varied professional background from copywriting to health system reform. She also has a special interest in helping healers and coaches get their message out. Um, And living our purpose uh, means expressing ourselves with honesty and courage. And Hannah's work is really driven by the belief that every single person has a message that can help heal the world. And she guides people to dig deep and get clear on what that message is and and then communicate it to the right people so that they can understand and make the changes needed to make the world a better place. And today, Hannah and I are going to really talk about finding your voice and inspiration to step out of that comfort zone and and how not to give a fuck, um, really, and the vulnerability it takes to get out there in in a world of judgment and fear to actually speak the truth and speak what your message is um, and expressing yourself in a way that it actually um, relates back into health as well. Um, so really that's that passion that we, we live in a day-to-day basis to really express ourselves. So Hannah, you've helped me and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you today? Oh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really good. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, pleasure. And, um, I, I just think you're so passionate and what you're creating and doing for the world is just amazing. So we wanted to have a discussion and spread it a little bit wider. Um, And we wanted to really dig into um, particularly how you help um, businesses, women, men, everyone to try and get their message out there. And you're creating also, or you've created and you've got a course as well. So I wanted you to explain that a little bit to me, but first, how you got into this and what what's your passion and what where that drove you into this line of work? Yeah, great question. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, quite, I don't know, quite convoluted. As you know, as I don't know if everybody knows, but we met in uni all the way yeah. back in like 2000 and I'm going to say six even. Ooh, yeah. Oh, hang on. It must have been before that. That would have been yeah, oh, 2003 maybe. or four. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, that's showing our age a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm um, still 21, right? <laughs> well, you certainly look it. So um, <laughs> all the tips, please. Um, no, so yeah, obviously we met when we first started studying around yeah. And um, from there, obviously stayed friends despite taking different courses. I went into the public health system. Mm. And um, from there, so I worked, I've worked in public health for um, probably 10 or 12 years, um, but which, which I love. I love working with clinicians. Um, however, I also kind of developed this side gig doing copywriting because I've always been a writer. I've always loved writing. 
Um, and when I discovered that I could actually, there was a, a career where you could write for people and get paid for it, aside from being an author or something like that, I was like, yep, yeah, onto that. So I was a copywriter for, um, I don't know, quite a few years, um, mm-hmm. usually uh, mainly as a side gig while I was um, having my babies. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so copywriting is about basically using words to sell, um, helping businesses get their, any of their writing, their advertising, um, all of anything that requires words and using those words to usually sell, but I guess have an impact or get people to do something. The idea of, um, of writing copy is about convincing people, influencing people to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started working, um, I guess, because of my health background with more and more um, clinicians and health practitioners, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really love is kind of the passion and the science that comes along in health. Um, but um, as with anybody who's, I guess, um, in a kind of, who knows a lot technically about what they do, not always the best at communicating that to other people. And that can be a real shame because, um, what, what health practitioners do is amazing and can make huge change in people's lives. Um, but it needs to be communicated to people and people need to understand what they do. Um, so I loved that. But it kind of ended up morphing into me, um, I guess, coaching people to do their own writing. So rather than I sort of slowly stopped doing the writing myself and helping other people to do their writing using the same sort of um, framework and questioning that I would use to do the writing myself. But what I really love is helping other people to, um, you know, to give them the skills so that they can continue on to do that. Mm. Um, so was was that the question that here I am now um, calling myself um, a writing coach? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I love to do. But what I what the best part about it is actually um, working with people to help them figure out what their message is and why they need to get it out there. Um, mm. Yeah, that's what I love. And you instill that passion in people, even yourself. And I remember when I met with you last year, started last year, we went through. Um, you know, blog writing and, and, and you gave me lots and lots of different ideas and skills. But what you really did was give me the, um, the confidence that I could do it myself and the confidence that it's not that hard and it's something that when you're not practised at it, when you're a health professional and you're, like you say, doing other things at the time, even just finding a little bit of um, freedom in thinking, oh, wow, I, I can write this way, but I don't have to write and conform to what the usual you know, academic script might look like. This is creative writing and this is empowering mm-hmm. in itself. Um, so you, you do what um, you know, a lot of us do for our clients in terms of health, but you do it for people in, in, in a creativity sense and actually giving them the skills and pushing them. Just that little bit of nudge. No, you can do it. It's good. It's good. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love because, you know, when, when we talk, I just get so excited by what you do. Um, and so I guess um, that's the thing with, with, with write, writing is what I know and what I can do um, mm. and help people with. But um, I, get, I get so excited that it's a channel for 
for helping people. Um, I guess I, that's what I just said before, forgetting their message about, but when I talk to you and I, and I experience, you know, as a, as a patient, what you can do, I just get so excited about it. And I wish that um, more people could know about it and more people could access you and you could, you know, I, I really want to be able to magnify your impact. And that's why, yeah, that's just what um, makes me so excited um. about. Um, and, you know, when, when we have conversations, they um, they, they go deeper than just, this is writing or this is, um, you know, working with patients. It, they always go down deep to, to why we're doing it and what we want to achieve and the impact that we want to have. Yeah. And that's just, um, that's just fuel for the soul. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And we, don't, and, and we don't get exposed to that, I don't think, um, often enough in this world yeah. and, and have those yeah. conversations enough. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you see that link between um, expression of self or expression of writing and getting that creativity and health? You know, where have you found that sort of link for yourself as well as others? Yeah, so quite a lot of places. I think Mm. that, um, and and you actually helped me to see this. Um, It must have been one of your pieces of writing where where you talked about I can't remember what the context was, but, but something about that, you know, like the key determinants of good health and you actually listed in there, um, living your purpose or your passion. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's so true. And I didn't, I hadn't kind of consciously made that connection, but when you are, when you finally figure out what that thing is that you are supposed to do, Mm -hmm. um, it changes, it changes work from just being work into, um, you know, the thing that you're, you're meant to do that you want to spend your time doing. Um, I guess the opposite to that is working in a job that you don't enjoy, that doesn't line up with your values, that doesn't, um, you have this kind of cognitive dissonance because you, we spend so much time at work because, you know, we, we've got to live right, we've got to make money. Yeah. But when you spend all of that time away from your family and you can't see how the work that you're doing is, is lining up with, with you, your life, what you want to achieve or what you believe the world should look like, um, um, it creates stress and frustration and, and really it's, it's just not healthy when you're spending a whole lot of time thinking, I don't want to do this, I don't like this, when you're bitching to your friends about it. Um, that is really unhealthy. But if you, once you kind of um, discover what it is that you want to do, what your purpose is, your passion, you can, it doesn't mean you can necessarily escape that um, shitty nine to five job. Um, but you <laughs> or, can. Or anything being hard anymore. It just might that's be. Right. That's right. That's right. But you get a total. Um, perspective shift because then you can figure out okay this is my passion this is what I want to do you know maybe right now you know I'd love for it to be how I make money and how I um you know I'd love for my business to be able to fund me to do all of the things I want to do um that's going to take time if I still have to work this job or if I there's other hard things that I have to do you don't mind so much because you see how they fit in and they see how you're enabling um, your, your passion or your purpose. So Mm -hmm. that perspective shift, I think takes away a whole lot of that um, 
kind of toxicity around the things that you don't want to be doing and that kind of resentment that they're taking away from the things you do want to be doing, like being with your family or um, enjoying your hobbies or whatever. Mm. Um, so that's one way that kind of the ability to be able to live in like alignment with your values and your purpose. Um, the other, the other way, um, and you know, I've got personal experience with this is that you, you kind of, when you do figure out what that passion is and what your purpose is, you, you do still have to do all of those other things. And so now you've got to fit this extra work. It's good work. It's fun work, but you've got to fit it into your life somewhere. <laughs> um, and, and even if you don't have that passion, especially um, as women, as mums and that kind of thing, we're constantly piling stuff into our days and to make room for it, we're taking away from our sleep and our exercise and our, you know, just chilling in the sunshine or um, cooking healthy meals. The, the things that we know, um, you know, keep us healthy mm. always seem to take a back seat to the, um, to the work or to the raising children or to, you know, looking after everybody else. So you add your passion in on top of that and you're working till one o'clock in the morning and then you're getting up at five o'clock in the morning and you're <laughs> skipping all of that stuff that you need to do to look after yourself. You burn out, you crash yeah. and burn yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get sick all the time and all of the terrible things that happen um, when you do burn out. And then hopefully you only do it once and then you realize, okay, um, if I'm going to achieve all of this, I actually need to put myself first and I need to look after myself first because if I do get the extra sleep, if I do get the exercise and do those things that make me feel good, I actually am a lot more efficient in all of the other stuff that I have to do. I can enjoy it more and things get done a lot more easily because when you're stressed and you're tired and you're cranky all the time, stuff just takes forever and is you know highly inefficient and ineffective so um and i i um don't know if you've mastered this i i like imagine that you have mastered this because you're like <laughs> in my eyes the queen of health but i constantly have to remind myself of this every day like even yesterday after easter and you know probably drinking and eating a bit too much and then having to jump back into work realizing that i hadn't um kind of done I love to dance for exercise. It really helps mm. me, um, you know, get rid of the stress and have fun and feel good. Yeah. Um, and I realised I hadn't done it for four days and I was getting really, um, just really shitty with everybody mm. and looking forward thinking there's no way I can fit everything in. And then I set aside half an hour just to do my online class and then came out, you know, feeling amazing and feeling happy and wanting to talk to my family and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. And I thought, why, why do I forget this all the time? Yeah. <laughs> why is yeah. it so difficult? Anyway, I've gone off track a little bit there, but um, I guess what I'm saying is if you, what I'm constantly learning is you have to keep yourself healthy if you want to do the things that help you achieve uh -huh. your passion what you've taught me is that you you actually can take things to the next level like it's not normal to be tired all the time it's not normal to be um to wake up in the morning and not want to wake up and just feel like you can't do it um you actually can 
look after yourself in a way that means you can do things you didn't know that you could. Mm. And I think that's, that's an incredible awakening and, and more people should know that. And I think yeah. it takes it. I mean, maybe some people can just learn that without having to burn out or without having to, you know, break through those limits first. But um, I think it takes having something that you want to dedicate your life to, to learn that for me anyway. Yeah. It becomes that greater motivation and the greater importance, doesn't it? Yeah. And so yeah. you'll do anything to be able to get it done plus everything else that needs to be fit into your life. Yeah. And I love the way you say, um, because so many people struggle with the fact that they can't fit everything in and they, and they always sacrifice on things like you say. It's just that it was said so beautifully. Um, and the, the consistency really, and it's the, it's the importance we place on it and realising that importance. So like, you know, a lot of people don't think that or well, they assume that health is going to be around there all the time or well, they've never experienced that increased health, that, that, that they felt fantastic and they want to get back to that. So I, I guess that's the first step is actually feeling what it feels to feel good <laughs> and yeah. to have that productivity and to be able to actually be a happy person plus be busy and plus be able to fit everything in and do it all really well. But also to be able to have that knowledge behind it, knowing that, well, or, or that reasoning in, in some way, you know, not being dictated by our emotions and our physiology by looking at like that piece of cake and going, do I really need that? Or, you know, do I, do I skip out on my exercise? Is that something that's going to help me today? Or am I actually needing to not do it? So I guess it's just having that knowledge. And for me, say that, um, you know, that, that, that I'm that perfect health queen, but it's something that I... <laughs> It's been many, many years of coming and now I know so much that it's really hard for me not to do it because it's really hard um, to, to squash that knowledge and to squash the feelings of feeling good because I know what it feels to feel bad and what it feels to feel fantastic. And so consistency is key. And even when you're, I think, and I, I, I think you'll agree with me, is that when you're even just learning new, something new like writing, and for me this was true, that I needed to be consistently trying to do it and just putting myself out there um, to be able to feel like I was capturing it and able to get a bit of a role on it. The same with anything I think we put into our life is that being consistent, it's that rhythm, and then that's that habit in there, and then once that's created, that creates freedom for creativity elsewhere. So we know that we're doing that now. We know that we're doing that now. Ooh, I can have some fun in between all of that. That's good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. And yeah, creating habits, it it sounds, it it's, can be so difficult to start with. And mm. if, if you're not consistent and you don't feel what it's like to actually have, you know, I'm not going to say be successful, but when you like you said, um, are consistent enough with your health habits that you get to the point where you can feel good. Same mm. with writing. If you're consistent enough with putting your message out there um, and practicing it and then feeling what it's like when, um, when you are impacting people and, and having the influence that you like that you should have, it does become a lot easier and you can kind of, um, sort of push through, I guess, the fear around for health, the fear around the change and get, you know, maybe getting rid of the things that you're, that have helped you kind of manage life to get to where you are um, mm. with writing or just expressing yourself, the fear of um, how people will react to it 
once you've done it a few times and you realize that um you know it's not it's not it is it does stay scary especially if you're talking about challenging things that um aren't necessarily talked about that much Mm. um but you do tend to either desensitize yourself or or realize that it's worth it because there's enough of a good impact um the good stuff that comes out of it far outweighs the hard stuff yeah it can be really scary to put words out there and for having that fear like i said at the start fear of judgment um and i guess that's another hurdle and a challenge and another growth point for people um but so many will stop and not express themselves um in a writing sense because they think that they don't have well they feel like they want to have something that they have that message they want to get out there they don't know how to get it out there but they also feel like they're going to get critiqued for it or judged for it so what what's your advice when that when that sort of comes up with the clients that you've done have before so a lot of it comes down to comes back to being clear on what your purpose is what your Mm -hmm. why is because one of the things that i say to people is um, yep, you, you, you might get criticized, you might get judged. Um, but what, you know, how willing are you to back yourself? How much, how important is the change that you can make to you? So, um, sometimes we have to do hard things if we want to, if we want to make real important change, if we want to, you know, get the world heading in the direction that we want to head in, um is it is it really so bad that somebody says or oh, what do you know about that like yeah it might it might hurt that somebody doesn't agree with you or doesn't have the same opinion with you as you but really how much does that matter compared to the, the good stuff the, the change that you can make in people's lives so that's the one thing if you're really clear on where you're going and what your purpose is you can um, be a little bit more resilient in the face of judgment and criticism. The other thing, look, I don't have millions of followers, so I can't kind of comment about what it would be like to um, have people watching you all of, the, all of the time and judging you all of the time. But when you're first starting out and when you're first putting your views out there, I feel that most people's fear of um, criticism and trolls and that kind of thing can be disproportionate. So Um, the other thing I say to people is, and the thing that I tell myself is that not that many people are actually reading it. Do you know what I mean? Um, Which is wrong because um, there are occasions where people have, um, you know, have experienced putting something out and a family member or a friend or someone from their past has come across it and it's, um, you know, it, has has caused confrontational conflict or whatever and that I don't want to diminish that but that also that goes back to what I was saying before about understanding being clear on your path and where you're going and how um you know being kind of resilient in managing that but Mm -hmm. also probably to begin with you're going to be okay (laughs) and you will have your um your sort of established networks already who do want to see you succeed you've already got your little um if you've got a facebook page then you already have a group of people who 
who, um, even if it's five people, they, and, and it includes your mum and your cousin, like <laughs> they, they are there, they want to see you do well, they support you, they understand you, they know you, so they can, um, you know, they will be there when you first start putting your writing out and helping and supporting you. So that can give you just that little bit of confidence to do it again and do it again. And honestly, all, I mean, for me, all it takes is for one person to say, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. Or, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. Thank you for sharing that, that one piece, just knowing that I've had an impact on one person mm. is enough for me to, to move forward and to do it again. Yeah. Um, and balance that out against somebody else saying, you know, who are you to be talking about that? well, that says more about that person than you. Absolutely. Because they're not the ones who are doing the hard work and putting themselves out there. Mm, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that we need to, and this is something I had to go through as well when I was starting to put, uh, you know, like I would always doubt myself, you know, you're not an expert. Why are you, why are you putting information out there? Well, it's going to help someone. And even if it's a confrontation and, you, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your best and you're trying to put information out that, that you're passionate about that has made a difference in your life or to people surrounding, surrounding you. So it is important. And even if that one person or those few people come back to you and say something, um, you know, you, you need to look at when, I, and particularly I've seen this in, in now the evolution of the, the year or so that I've been doing more of this, is that when someone reacts to something, it can sometimes be that denial process, whether it's, it's really impacted them at a deeper level. And they, so they, that was their, their reach out. They've gone out and gone, oh, that doesn't, that, that's hit a sore spot in me. I'm going to attack this person um, yeah. for putting it out there. But you don't yep. know the aftermath. And I've seen a few times now the aftermath actually has come full circle back around and going, oh, can you please help me now? And that yeah. for me was like, oh, wow. So the people who are, you know, more likely to ridicule you are probably more likely to need your help or to need oh, to hear yeah. what your voice is, yeah, or what yeah. you're trying to express. Absolutely. I yeah. love that. You're right. The fact, yeah. the fact that they've taken the time to actually express themselves to you yes. means that you have hit a nerve and that you yes. have got them thinking. And yes. so if that, like you said, if that's initially negative, um, it doesn't mean it's always going to be negative. And mm -hmm. yeah, you're, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. I'm always talking to my students and my clients about target audience, target audience, ideal reader, got to step into their shoes um, what do they, what do they need? Mm -hmm. So that's the key word is what do they need? Because you're not always going to be giving them what they want. You yeah. might start with that so that you can build some trust and rapport. Yeah. Um, but at some point you're going to have to give them what they need and they don't always know that. Oh, we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but we'll, we'll, we'll no, me neither. Later. I don't know. I think something yeah. must've stopped in terms of the internet. So all good. Um, yeah, so back, back into it. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that is, is such an important thing when you're looking at what people need versus what they, um, want and for yourself as well. I think people can turn that back into what they, what they need to do versus what they want to do. You know, it's easy to want to do something and that could be that you're not actually growing from that. So when you need to actually step out and write and get people to hear what you want or you need to say, say 
then doing that makes you feel so much better and that you've actually made that effort to do it. Um, and that feeling can be addictive. You know, you actually are now like, oh, this is good. I feel good doing this. This is fantastic. This really hits that deeper passion within me that I can feel like yeah. I'm achieving something and leaving my, as so say, mark on the world where I feel yeah. like I'm actually making a difference. Yeah. 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 And if you can identify what your, like what your vision is, where you want to go, where you want to be, and then get other people to help you with the, with the how to get there, you, some of the how stuff is where the discomfort's going to be. Because mm. if, I, if I know that I want to make this change in the world, that's fine. I don't know. The things along the way to get there are going to be probably uncomfortable. Mm. And I need help from people to identify what they are and yeah. then to help me actually do those things. But if I've got my vision in my mind and I know where it's taking me, I'm going to be brave enough to do those hard things because I can see where it's leading. And then, like you said, make a habit of it and you can, you can get addicted to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's so cool. It's so cool. So um, when people come to see you and they're trying to work out what their actual message is, like what's, what's the sort of process that you normally take them through or what do you recommend people to sort of start or where to start? Yeah, so I'll usually just ask them heaps of questions um, and sometimes they will seem like dumb questions because the answer should be obvious. But once you actually start digging into it, you realise that it's not so obvious. Um. So I always want people to start with their purpose, their passion, their why. Uh Um, But you often can't... I mean, most people have an inkling of what that is, um, but are not necessarily... Um, what I find is most people don't realize their potential. So they might have this idea, this inkling of what they want to do or what they'd love to do, but they don't think that it would ever be possible for them. So they don't kind of explore that kind of that big picture, um, thinking that, that can kind of help them really dig down and get clear. If that Mm, makes sense. Yeah. I will ask them questions like, um, okay, if you could get one person to to make one change to their behaviour, mm-hmm. what would that be? Mm-hmm. And then I'll ask them, okay, so to get so for them to make that behaviour change, what message do they need to understand? Yeah. Um, so not necessarily what do you need to tell them, but what do they need to understand? Mm-hmm. And that kind of sets off the process. Um, and you know, there's there's the questions like, okay, if the whole if the whole world could hear your voice, if you could say something and it would reach everybody across the whole world, what would happen? What would the change be? Um, if they if everyone could understand you, what would the change be? And so it's just kind of getting them, getting people to um, set aside these huge barriers that we just kind of take for granted, like the world the whole world is never going to hear my voice well that's not necessarily true and what even is the whole world like even if you could have it was um talking to one of my students today and she just wants to um have a really hyper local focus um in her suburb um which is awesome and she can make she can actually make huge change in the lives of those people that just live near her and around her and that 
I mean, that is her world, isn't it? So if that's um, once you kind of, and then uh, my, my feeling is that once, once she realizes her power and steps out and starts trying and to see the change that she can make, that she can expand that influence. Um, yeah. And that's the other thing, your, your why. Well, actually I think your why stays fairly kind of static and solid, uh-huh. although it will kind of evolve over, over time as you learn more about yourself and you learn more about, um, the people that you can influence, but your vision is is probably changing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, we can identify something on the horizon, some big picture thing that we'd like to achieve, um, and then we push ourselves to achieve it and then we change again. But I think probably even before we achieve it, we're continually refining what we want to do because we're just learning so much as we work towards it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so cool. Um, and, and just discovering exactly what, or, or um, trying to just key down and focus, like we don't often take time out to look at um, just even our, our goals or just what our um, where, what we want to achieve in our life. It's sort of like we kind of float through and then without that, we don't actually get the complete direction of where we want to aim for. Therefore, things are really fuzzy along the way. Whereas if you really narrow down, and this is what I found what came out of one of the main things that came out of speaking with you as well last year was that I could really focus and narrow down where I wanted to end up and it became so much more clearer and I was almost like this visualisation that came about and then everything that I've been doing on the way now has just felt like it's just flowed much easier and just has come together much easier. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> and so it's, it's almost like, you know, you, you get, when you get forced to do something that may seem a little bit mundane at the time, it actually makes the most of the most differences. And this is what I also see across many different professions and many different passions and even health, the profession that I'm in, you know, those yep. little mundane things that you have to do every day make the biggest difference, like the biggest yes. difference. You're so right. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I, that's why I, I love talking to you about health and all of that kind of thing, because I know that all of those little things that you are saying and talking about and, and promoting, like, even though they don't seem like a big thing, like it's easy. I, I, I love how you always talk about getting out first thing in the morning and getting sun, mm. um, and fresh air and that, you know, that's a very easy thing to skip and just get straight into your day because you're so busy. But I understand now that if you do that every day, like the huge impact that it can have on everything. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's funny you talk about those mundane things because even in, even in my, um, my health job, my corporate work and that kind of thing, a lot of people will come to me and say, Oh, can you just have a look over this document and tell me if it's, um, and you know, just tell me if it's okay, make some edits or whatever. And so I often think they're coming to me and asking me to just check over the document, make it sound nice and so that off they can go. But always, just about with every single piece of work that comes to me, I'll be like, okay, but what's the, what are we trying to achieve here? What's the purpose? Yeah. And everyone kind of rolls their eyes like, oh, isn't it obvious? And I'm like, okay, if it's obvious, tell me because I can't tell. So tell me what the purpose is. Yeah. And then it always ends up sparking this, um, you know, big discussion and then someone has to go and talk to one person and another person and then get clear <laughs> on this and that. And they're, they're all like, oh God, why did I come to you? I just wanted to tick this off and move on. 
but I can't, like, honestly, you can't, with every piece of work that we do, we have to know what we're trying to achieve. We have to know where we're going. Otherwise, it's it's just work for the sake of work. And that's what I get kind of um, frustrated with a lot of the blog content that's out there because it's everybody's like, okay, I've, I'm a small business. I need to get more people viewing my website, so I need to blog. So I'm just going to write these blogs. And it's just content for the sake of content and they're was- wasting their time. And if if anyone is reading it, like it's a waste of their time too if if it's not kind of all um pointing to something and that's where i guess that's why i love reading what you write and what you put out there because i know what you're trying to achieve i know where it's going and i can i can kind of um it sort of catches my attention and i can integrate it into my life because I know how it fits in with you and what your passion is and what you want to achieve, if that makes Mm, sense. So it's easier to, um, once you build that connection, that connection's there for good. Once people can know you and your why, um, you you can put out all all kinds of stuff and they're going to read it because they understand where it's going. Yeah. Wow. That's so, I've never actually seen it in that way. And for so many other people, um, you know, that that's now I get why you said knowing your why and finding your voice and actually knowing what your message is. It's that bigger picture, but that small narrow um, point where you want to end up and where people want to actually see that information coming from or going to. And it has to be clear. It, it can't be wishy-washy, pull it off this part of the internet and just post it up because... And I understand now, you know, you're, you're talking about this job and people and, and, and mostly information that's put out there in a corporate role is just information. But when you're, when you're passionate about the writing and where it is and you want to actually find enjoyment in those daily mundane tasks, like knowing where it's coming from, it, it gives you some form of entertainment that gives you that mundane task, a little bit more life yeah. and a little bit more passion. Absolutely. And yep. so people yep. can find that, you know, it doesn't have to be make the job longer or it, it doesn't have to make the task harder. It can just be finding those little bits of information that sparks that passion or just that fun or joyfulness in your daily tasks. And that yep. is making the stress less in just that, those single little moments. Like that's being more mindful, really. Yeah, you're so yeah. right. And that, I mean, those single little moments are what make up our days. Mm. And if we can like anything that helps us to be more mindful and take stress out of our days, that's the, that's the other thing. I don't know if I even mentioned that when I was talking about burnout before, like I just never really realized what an impact, like physically the impact of stress, like I knew it was bad and blah, 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 but I didn't realize all of those little moments of stress just building up over time, how, how badly it eats away at you. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And stress is so multifaceted and, and it's just, you know, everyone knows how bad stress is in, on, on everything and even on creativity and brain function, you know, the cognition part of it that actually requires us to think down and sit, about, sit with our goals or sit with our, what we want to express and our message. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the course that you've created and that you're putting out there at the moment. So where is it aimed and how is it helping people sort of find their voice? So the course is called Find Your Voice, so creative. <laughs> but um, no, I it, love it. It's it, great. <laughs> it goes for six weeks and I basically take people through my framework that, um, that I have 
use with all of my copywriting clients and my one-on-one coaching clients Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of formalized into something. So we go through the framework, but there's also a whole heap of so much of writing and learning how to express yourself comes from actually putting yourself out there and Mm -hmm. um, figuring out how your message is received. So you kind of, you have to do the work. You can't have, it's very difficult to, to even understand what your purpose or your why is before you do any of the work. So part of the course is actually a whole lot of opportunities built in to do the writing, to actually come up with the stuff that you're going to write about and even um, to put it out there in a safe environment. So you can practice that and actually um, put that framework into, into place so that by the time you get to the end of the six weeks, you've got a whole pile of stuff that you can work with. You've got a plan. You've got all of your um, stories that you can use and an understanding of um, how you can come up with more and Uh how you can pull all of that together when you need it. So once you, so we spend a whole lot of time at the beginning um, figuring out purpose. So I've got this 4P framework and it goes, we start with purpose. Uh No, we start with power. Actually, the first one is power because I need people to understand uh, how much power they have with their words, what they can mm. actually achieve. So even before, even before we start to think about why we do what we do, we need to understand um, our potential and what mm. can actually be done. And I mean, I, I, I come from, I talk about writing because that's what I know and that's what I do, but these, this framework really applies to any kind of self-expression, whether mm-hmm. you, um, are making videos about yourself or po- podcasting or whatever, it's really um, obviously I focus on writing, but that that framework of figuring out of finding your voice can be applied to anything. Mm. So we start with power, and then we move to purpose, and then we talk about people. So how to find your people? Mm-hmm. Um, who are the people that you want to impact, and how can you find them, and how can you kind of get inside their head, mm. and then plan. So we pull that all of that together into a plan. So you kind of know what you're going to do moving forward. And you kind of, the idea is that after the course, you should be able to sit down to write and actually feel excited about it and actually enjoy your time doing the writing um, and just feel more confident when you're putting yourself out there because so much the reason, like me, so many people that I talk to, they think about writing and they want to write and they've got the things that they want to write about, but they just don't do it because they don't feel confident that they are talking about the right things or that they actually know how to express themselves or what people will think fear is, is probably the biggest barrier. So the idea of the course is to give you the, um, the, some, some theoretical knowledge, not a whole lot of theory, um, but mainly a framework and the confidence to actually know that you have all of the raw material inside you. You don't have to um, be an expert. You don't have to have achieved certain things before you start writing. Um, The writing is part of the work that will help you get there. Mm. And you can't, you can't, there's no point in waiting. That's what I've found. I've started and not started so many blogs in my life and been hampered by you know, trying to pick the right name or trying to get the right branding before I put myself out there or even like trying to find a niche because everything that's out there about blogging 
um, says to you, okay, you sh- you've got to find your niche. You've got to write about one thing. Um, mm. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of merit in finding a niche in business and in writing and both. Um, but my experience is you'll never find it unless you do it, unless you start. So really the whole program is aimed at giving you the start that you need. And when you come out of it, it's not just like, okay, I've done a course and now I've got all of these skills. You come out of it with um, a whole bank of the work already done so that you can just off you go. Mm. Yeah. You can see I'm really excited about it. I've done a test course and um, it's mainly been with, so the people who um, seem to be attracted to it are either women who um, own their own business, who, mm-hmm. who basically are their own business, usually yeah. in healing industry, so coaches and um, naturopaths and those kind of uh, professions. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you've also got um, people who just who want to write for the sake of it. So they don't necessarily have a business, but ideally they'd like to... Um, to make the writing their business so if they could they love writing they they've got a really important message to get out there but they can't really it's sometimes it's hard to justify the time to start a blog or to do all of the work around writing if you're not getting paid for it Mm. so um that's the other thing we can also talk about is how do you how do you sustain that work how do you get yourself um how do you get some return on your investment um and obviously people do make money out of blogging or selling books and that kind of thing. But there are, there are other ways that you can turn your writing and your expression into um, something more sustainable for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I love it. I'm excited about it too. And cause I think it's really, I, I just love um, your, your ethos surrounding, you know, just do it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a just do it kind of girl although I do put things off as well. And um, when I do eventually do it, I'm like, well, you were a bit silly for not starting this a lot sooner. Because <laughs> look at it now, you know, like you, you've done really well. And I think the majority of people need this, need that little bit of just that little bit of push and encouragement. And then off they go, you know, off sailing into the wide world and, and they can take that wherever they need to take that. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, no, I've always admired your ability to like to just do it and to get on with it because I'm the the opposite of that I'm such a procrastinator I'm such an overthinker and it's quite ironic that I'm walking around telling people now like just do it just get on with it but um at least at least in a tiny little corner of, of writing and like getting your voice out there I've I've had enough years of um procrastinating and seeing what happens when you don't when you do actually put yourself out there that I can I can speak to that. Uh, the rest of my life is still massive procrastinator, but um, <laughs> you, you're so right that when you when you do just get on and do it, and you kind of see, the, I think we're so held back by perfectionism. We want to do everything right. We want to do everything perfectly. And when you're putting yourself out there publicly, yeah. um, be that to your clients or just to a broader audience the the instinct is to to be perfect and to not and to just limit any kind of potential for criticism um and the problem with that is you just you you don't get your work out there and by the time you maybe you do maybe you finally publish the perfect blog ever but the world's moved on since you first started um talking about it like the Mm -hmm. topic that you're writing about is potentially not um even relevant anymore 
and yeah. even in your head you've moved on and so so many people I've so many times I've got to the point where I'm like well I've done all of this work but I'm, I'm like I'm over it now it's not even important anymore so chuck that out and start something new <laughs> yeah I love the um you know we're, we're not perfect so you have to, and almost, you know, your audience and people reading that, they'll have to love your imperfections and those imperfections make you, you and make the style you. And so, you know, if they don't like it, then they have to admit that they're not perfect and no one is perfect. So, you know, That's right. being a perfectionist myself, I've learned to not be a perfectionist and, and that has some beautiful creativity and freedom in it itself. Saying you don't have to do everything perfect. I think people will, find the merit in it, whether you've done a 100% job or a 98% job. So I think just getting it out there and having people actually see that content is probably more important than getting every dotted, you know, full stop and, and question mark and all that done completely right. So yeah, I think yeah. that's fantastic. You're totally right. Yeah. <laughs> we spend help. way too much time on that extra 2% as well. Like mm. all of the, the time and thinking and energy that goes into that often doesn't have that much impact on the quality of your product. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you're trying to make a connection with your audience, they it's really hard to connect with someone who's perfect. Mm. Um, and I can imagine, um, especially in health, if it's if it's a big scary step for somebody to actually to to come and see you or to admit that you know something's wrong and they need help yeah that that's really hard if you are an approachable person who has your own flaws um it's going to be a lot easier for people to make that connection than to be um you know kind of in awe of your kind of perfection because when when people do appear perfect um you know, if people appear perfect on the internet, they don't really seem like a real person yeah. and definitely not somebody that you could just reach out to and send a message to or, um, or have a, a relaxed conversation with. Mm. So Absolutely. you are a role modeling to your audience by showing them that you're not perfect, but you're still willing to, to put yourself out there. Yeah. And that's the vulnerability. And that's what I love about the word vulnerability and the concept of vulnerability mm -hmm. is that, you um, are literally putting your heart or your soul or your mind or your, you know, your successes or your passion on the line for just reaching out that little bit more and, and to not know what it's going, what's going to happen. And that's having that vulnerability, whether it's the relationships you have or the, the work that you're creating or the content that you've got um, or who you're going to help. You know, it's, something that we all have to get over the fact that once you're a little bit more vulnerable, other people are going to be vulnerable to you. And there's more of that depth of connection. And I think that's super important in anything we do in life and even that creative and content, that writing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You're not going to get people to change if they don't open themselves up. Mm -hmm. um, and for them to open themselves up, then you need to open yourself up to them. Yeah. Um, and that's what, I mean, as humans, we like connection is, it's a physiological need. We, we need to connect with other people. And that's why, I guess that's why expressing yourself truthfully and courageously is so important because it, it, because when you're not doing that, you are suppressing a physiological need in your body, which is yeah. very unhealthy. Yeah. Um, so by, yeah, getting more comfortable with vulnerability, um, and, you know, being vulnerable doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to, you don't have to overshare. You don't have to tell everybody things that you're not comfortable with, but you do need to 
kind of, um, yeah, just get comfortable with, with sharing the things that um, are not perfect or that are your kind of your own experiences that other people will be able to relate to. Um, so I can't remember where I was going with that, but, um, it's so, you, you know, uh, when like how we talk, when you're talking with a friend and you, you can have that shallow level, um, conversation with with anybody about the weather and what they did for Easter and all of that kind of thing. But then once you start, once you reveal something about yourself that you wouldn't necessarily tell everybody else, Mm. um, and then you get an insight into that person and you're like, oh, they are like me. They understand me. And then you kind of open up that connection to talk about more things like that. That's when you get that real deep kind of trust and that deep connection and the the creativity and um, the opportunities and all of that. That's where the magic happens, right? So when, and that, that does happen with your friends when you can talk about anything and, um, you always feel so much better and so much more inspired after you have those conversations with your friends. Um, That's how I encourage people to think about um, expressing themselves or connecting with their target audience. Think about talking to a close friend, someone who you want to help because you love them and you want to see their life get better. Um, so if you had that friend in front of you who you were trying to help, you would you would you would share anything about yourself that you could, your experience, whatever, to to get to help them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I, that I ask people to do when they're, when they're writing, especially if, um, you know, coming, if you've come from um, academia or um, corporate land where everything you're writing has to be in a certain style, it can be quite um, an adjustment to move to communicating online (laughs) in posts or whatever. Um, If you think about talking with a friend, I think that really gives you, um, you know, it opens up the possibilities for you and gives you a bit more freedom to just write and just put it out there. Yeah, amazing. Huh? Well, I think we will we'll definitely have to have another conversation about all this very soon, but yeah. I think everyone will get a lot of um, value in, in just giving them a little bit more direction for where and, and just to lose losing some of that um, fear surrounding expressing themselves and I think that's been amazing to have a chat to you about that today so thank you so much and of course I would you know recommend that to anyone trying to get their their, their words out there their passion out there and um, just to, to get rid of that um, fear of judgment and I think that's really important just to step out there and just just do it just, just do it, like Nike says. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you. And until next time, um, I'll put up all this, obviously, and your link, if you send me your link to the course, and I'll put that up on now on the show notes as well. Um, and I will speak to you very soon. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Always, I always love talking to you, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity. So thank you. I can't wait to talk to you again. Pleasure. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening to the Revital Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Revital Health, as well as our website, revitalhealth.com.au, for upcoming podcasts, workshops, and speaking events. Find out about specials happening in the clinic and all the show notes and links mentioned in the podcast. 
Please remember that this information discussed here is general information and it is not intended to diagnose or treat individuals. Please speak to your healthcare professional before embarking on any new treatments, lifestyle changes, medicines or supplementation to assess your suitability. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you again soon.